1: What's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast.
0: Okay, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give a small update in the Chowchilla bus kidnapping case, which we covered in episode 92. It was one that you guys really liked because it was so insane, and it it had a happy ending, um, which was always good, you know? Yeah. But there were three perpetrators in the case, and when we discussed it when we originally released that episode, two of the perpetrators... The two brothers, the Schoenfelds, had been released um, on parole in 2012 and 2015, but the third perpetrator, who seemed to really be the mastermind behind it all, Frederick Woods, remained in prison. Now, in March, he was put up for parole, but it wasn't really clear whether or not he was going to get parole, but he got parole. He got paroled. As of a few days ago, he officially was paroled. Damn. So initially, all three of them were sentenced to, I think it was either 37 or 41 years, I'm, I can't remember which one, without the possibility of parole, mm-hmm. but because none of their victims were physically injured, that decision of no possibility of parole was appealed. So now all three of them are out, and they get to live their lives freely, despite many of their victims, who are now adults now, still struggling to cope with everything. yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys on that, um, because it was a big case, and
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. So, before I get started, I want to address something as well. Um, There is a misconception that Haley and I hate police, um, and it is a completely wrong... um, I don't even know. First of all, we... Give credit where credit is due. There are many cases where there are many injustices brought on to families at the hands of police, unfortunately. That does not mean that every police station in the whole entire world every police officer every detective every investigator is a terrible person we do not think that at all we support police we think they do amazing work Um, there are a lot of cases where we give lots and lots of praise to police because they do take these cases seriously and they do jump on these cases and i just want each and every one of you to remind yourself to put yourselves in these families positions and situations and how you would want it handled and I think that's what Haley and I try to do is we put ourselves in the family's, you know, shoes and respond to it accordingly. But we do not hate police. We do not hate investigators, detectives, police forces as a whole. Like that is not who we are. Um, so I think it's a misconception. And when I just wanted to clear that up, normally I don't even bother because people are going to think what they want to think but we've gotten a few messages recently and i just wanted to clear that up because yeah i i you know i support police so yeah that's all i have to say about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reminder and I, like you said andrea i don't think i even think about it and realize that that's why we do it but most of the times when we are talking about you know something the police maybe didn't do or didn't do the best it's often because if we were in that situation we would be extremely upset and we know that oftentimes they are doing the best job that they can mm mm-hmm. But you just never know. And I think that's part of discussing true crime. Yeah. Is talking about the investigative work that was done. And sometimes that includes
1: maybe not the best investigative work. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, with that being said, unfortunately, this case kind of highlights that a little bit um, because I am going to be covering a case that has not gotten media coverage uh, until really recently, um, besides like local media coverage and i'm also covering a case of a person of color so we all know the unfortunate stigma that comes with that but i'm going to be uh discussing the disappearance of quiche jacobs yeah and i don't think i know this case at all i only know this case because i watched the uh hbo documentary black and missing and her her story is just it's i mean it's tragic just like they all are but it just really pulled at my heartstrings um and I wanted to bring it to you guys because I hadn't heard it. Haley hadn't heard it. Chances are most of you haven't either. Yeah. 21-year-old old Quiche Jacobs was at her home in Richmond, Virginia on the evening of September 26, 2016, getting ready for a night out with friends. You know, like a lot of 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. Yeah. She planned to sleep over at one of her friends' houses who lived in Church Hill, Church Hill after and told her mom her plans as she walked out the door. According to her mother, Tony Quiche had been, you know, pretty upset about an argument she had had with her boyfriend that night. But before she left, she had calmed down and, you know, things seemed to be going as planned. And she told her mom and her brother that she would be back the next morning because she wanted to make her brother pancakes. Mm-hmm. That night around 11 p.m., Quiche texted her mom to let her know that she was home safe and would see her the following morning. Yet, Quiche never came home as promised. Her mother, Tony got up for work that morning, got ready, and when she hadn't heard from her daughter by lunchtime, she immediately felt as though something was wrong. Like, Quiche was not the type of person that would leave her mother to worry, number one. And number two, she constantly was in contact with her mom throughout the day. I mean, her mother had text messages on top of text messages and calls and her call log. I mean, they talked all day long. So it was very unlike her to go that long without hearing from her daughter. Right. I mean, that makes sense. So not only that, but the girl that Quiche was hanging out with that night... Tony did not care for. Um, she couldn't put a finger on it, but there was definitely a red flag seen as soon as she met her. So, a couple of days later on September 28th, 2016, Tony went down to the Richmond Police Department to file a missing persons report, but found that the actual office was closed due to the time and night it was. So, instead, she went back home and called 911 and had them come out to her home to report her daughter missing. Tony was told by police that her daughter is an adult. She can come and go as she pleases voluntarily. That drives me nuts. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like,
0: I get it. I get that you have to respect people's privacy boundaries, but at the same time, How many times are we going to say if a mother is concerned (laughs) and there are no other signs of any type of abuse going on in the home or anything? I know that that can be hidden. And I feel like I smacked my microphone. I'm sorry. I feel like that's the only time that I understand that because maybe the person doesn't want to be found. But in a case like this, when Mm -hmm. it's clear that that's not what's happening, it's like they
1: didn't run away. Like just... Ugh. yeah makes me so mad and we will continue to beat that dead horse I'm sorry yes. like, it's just it's super frustrating and like you said I get it I do get it they're adults they do come and go as they please they are allowed to disappear for six months if they want but these people know their family members or their friends yeah. and just just do just just do a little bit more just a little smidgen you know yeah um, so initially they didn't take this, you know, information as a big deal and they told her that a person missing isn't technically a crime, which they're they're right, it's not, it's not technically a crime. Yeah. So her mother, Tony, decided decided to take matters into her own hands and she began reaching out to some of Quiche's friends and they all agreed to be out on the look or they all agreed to be on the lookout for her and to notify Tony if they see or hear from her. So, during her investigation, so this is her mother, some of Quiche's friends actually came forward and revealed that they had dropped her off at a man's house near Chimborazo Park in Churchill. Oh, okay. According to one source, while Tony was doing her own investigation into her daughter's whereabouts, she was able to also locate a woman who alleged that this man had beat her, refused to let her leave his home, and forced her to commit sexual acts against her will. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, Tony, being the badass bitch that she is, she went to this man's house with her son, Davon in tow and she questioned the man herself (laughs) wow that's badass i know that's what i I mean i want to think that i would do the exact same thing if my child was missing um i hope that i would have the the courage and the drive to do that yeah so props to her big time
0: but it's still scary i feel like
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, she doesn't know this guy from Adam. And based on what she just learned from this woman who allegedly said these things about him, I mean, she could be potentially going into a very dangerous situation. Yeah, 100%. So he did say that he had seen Kishé that Monday around 5 p.m., but Tony knew right away that that was incorrect because her daughter was at home at 5 p.m. on Monday. Okay. Then the man changed his story. So he said, oh no, it was six o'clock. Then it was six thirty. Then it was seven. With LinkedIn jobs. We tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards found them. Software engineers found that project manager. I could never seem to hire and found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Okay, that's that's when it's like, Mm -hmm. if you know, if you stick with your story, maybe change small details, but bigger details like that, that I don't know, I feel like that that gets a little suspicious.
1: Yeah, like, if you don't know the time, don't volunteer the time. Right. So, Tony felt the man was being dishonest from the gate, which also raised a huge red flag with her. So, she decided to call the police, and they came down to the man's residence to investigate this possible lead in her case, because at this point, they had no idea where she had been that night, but now they did have something. Okay. So the police were able to search the man's apartment and they sadly found no trace of Quiche. Damn. Another odd thing was that, number one, this man was 10 plus years older than Kishé. And that was not really, um, you know, something that she typically did. She didn't really hang out with the older crowd. Um, And she had never mentioned this man to Tony or that she had ever gone to his house before. And evidently she had been there before, according to him. Okay. So Tony and her daughter are very close, and Quiche really told her mother everything. So that news was very disheartening to her, to say the least. Yeah. After this encounter, Tony, along with her family, friends, and community, began covering the neighborhood of Churchill with flyers of okay. Quiche, handing them out to every person they saw, hoping and praying that at least one person may have seen her. Oh. Finally, after almost a week of her daughter being missing, a detective from the Richmond Police Department reached out to Tony about her disappearance. And it would be an entire year before the department would reach out to the public for assistance and admit that they believe Quiche had met with foul play.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And at this time, no persons of interest have ever been named, and Richmond Police claims that her case is still open and ongoing. Okay. So now we're going to backtrack a little bit, and we're going to talk about the boyfriend. Because, right. of course, you know, the boyfriend is always the first, usually the first person looked at.
0: Yeah, it's always the
1: people closest. And they had had an argument that night, which to right. me is like, mm, you know, a definitely little... could lead yeah. me, yeah, to think that. Um, but Tony does not believe that he was involved at any any way, shape, or form. And from what I can tell, he was cleared by police as well. Okay. When asked if she had any suspicions about him, Tony stated, quote, no, I didn't have any at all because I've been around him and saw him interact with Kishé. And the fact that, you know, he came and talked to me. So she didn't even have to go to him. He came to her. Right. And ever since then, he's reached out to try to check on me. If nothing more to say, ma, keep your head up. She's coming home.
0: Mm.
1: Which is like, I know. Tony believes that the girl who was with Quiche that night knows more than she's telling police. But from all the sources I could tell, she has also been cleared. Huh. Okay. And they also don't release her name, which I think is kind of interesting because, I mean, I guess she's an adult. So, I don't know. I couldn't find her name in any of the sources. I did find the man's name, but I'm just choosing to admit that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> And then, sadly, as if this caring, compassionate mother has not been through enough, four months after her daughter goes missing, her son Davon was murdered at the <gasps> age of 25. What? Yeah, there had been an altercation at a local Motel 6, and he was shot to death. Oh my God! Thankfully, his killer was arrested. However, he did take a plea deal, claiming self-defense, and was sentenced. <gasps> to only five years behind bars. God, I hate that. With the loss of her son and her daughter missing, Tony fought for justice for her son while continuing to search for her daughter. She started her own Missing Persons Day event, which happens annually as well as being part of many other events in the same likeness. She also started the Quiche Jacobs Foundation, whose mission is to be the backbone and pillar of strength for the families of missing persons to offer many different services that will aid in the search for missing persons and to provide counsel and support to families and loved ones of the missing. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, um, case was featured in the black and missing, um, documentary on HBO and Tony was able to get support from them. Um, We talked about, I don't know if you remember, but I did mention them in Relisha Rudd's case um, because they did do some, you know, things to help her case as well. And they were able to actually help provide funding to keep awareness on Quiche's case, to keep her in the public eye, to keep her name, you know, in the media. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have done a lot for this this family. Mm. And like I mentioned in Relisha's case, they highlight the injustices of families of missing black people because unfortunately like we see in a lot of cases of people in color especially black people unfortunately they do not get the media coverage or the national coverage that we see in a lot of other missing persons cases Yeah, and I know I say that a lot <laughs> just like with the knowing your family members look for them please um, you know this is the same thing I will beat this dead horse until there is a change yeah because you know all lives matter but including black lives so Mm. we need to care about them just as much as we do these other cases because everyone deserves the coverage i mean we say this all the time what gabby petito's case got like it is amazing and like she deserved that but so do these other people yep
0: no it's so frustrating that they're not getting the attention and oh it drives me crazy
1: yeah like just why not why not yeah and tony has reached out to the fbi so many times and they have never gotten back to her that's
0: so frustrating that's like not okay
1: and her daughter's been missing since 2016 that's just (sighs) like why yeah i don't know Natalie Wilson, who is from the Miss Black and Missing Foundation, told Dateline, quote, "There is a stereotype that these individuals are bringing this on themselves, and no one will care if they are missing, but their family members do. Yeah. And we have to change that stereotype of that narrative that these are our daughters, our sons, our mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, and they're valuable members of our community." Yeah. Quiche is a smart, beautiful young woman. In high school, she was bubbly and outgoing, which made her a popular student. She was on her school's cheerleading squad, and her mom was actually the head coach. Despite this, she made sure Quiche kept up with the others, which she did so effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Quiche loved sharing everything with her mom. All the drama of high school, especially involving boys. (laughs) (laughs) And as I mentioned earlier, she literally sh- shared everything with her mom and they were super super close oh quiche graduated from high school and decided to stay close to her family in richmond over the next few months after she graduated or excuse me over the next few years after she graduated she worked different jobs you know trying to decide what she wanted to do with her future right one job that she absolutely fell in love with was working at a daycare quiche was instinctively a nurturing person so taking care of children came naturally to her oh she was also very bright but was often too trusting of people which occasionally got her into some trouble which also makes me think that maybe that's what happened what happened potentially yeah. there's yeah. some
0: really sick people out there so who knows
1: exactly and they could have whoops sorry i just hit my mic um they could have known that about her or sensed that about her and taken advantage of that aspect yeah. of her personality. And Quiche was not a fan of partying or staying out late. Like, she would occasionally attend parties, but she preferred to socialize in a different way. Okay. Her mother says that she had has such a kind and loving spirit, she would just walk up to her mom all the time and just hug her for no reason. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, she would just say, like, Mom, I need a hug. And her mom would be like, um, I just gave you a hug, like, five minutes ago, girl. Like, calm down. <laughs> That's so sweet. But she was just, like, very loving and very, like, um, what's the word? Uh, like, emotional, I guess. Not emotional. What, yeah, language. Yeah, exactly. And the mother-daughter duo also loved watching scary movies together, and they just really, to me, seemed like best friends. Like, they just spent a lot of time together. Like, Quiche was kind of a homebody, and her mom was, you know, she lived with her mom yeah. and her brother um, before he passed and everything. So, Quiche has brown hair, brown eyes. She is five three and weighs about 100 pounds. She was last seen seen wearing black basketball shorts, pink and black Nikes, and a pink scarf. She has the following tattoos, a leaf on her right foot, an animal paw print on her right thigh, or paw prints, excuse me, on her right thigh, and the name Tony beneath a heart on her left shoulder. She also has a flower on her right wrist and shoulder, and her ears are pierced. Anyone with any information about Quiche's disappearance is urged to call the Richmond Police Department's major crime unit at 804 four, or excuse me 646-0729. You can also reach out to Bring Our Missing Home Inc. at 810-294-4858. There is also a Facebook page. Um, dedicated to Kisha Jacobs' case, um, I will link that in the show notes as well as the rest of this contact information. But you can reach out to that page directly. You can also submit a tip or an anonymous tip on yeah. the Black and Missing website at blackandmissinginc.com, or you can call them directly at 877 B is in boy A M F I. And I'll, like I said, have all this linked in the show notes.
0: And you can be anonymous. You don't have to come forward with your name. You can be anonymous and that's okay. You might, if you know something, but maybe you're afraid or whatever, that's okay. You can be anonymous and nobody will ever find out who you are, but you could help. Yeah. Either yep. save someone's life or help a family get closure.
1: The detective on the case, um, Detective Early or Earl, I think, I believe his name was, said he literally, like we say this a lot, but he literally thinks they're just one tip away from finding out what happened to her. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, her family and, you know, people on the case do think that she was most likely sex trafficked. Mm, um, yeah. But that does not mean that she can't come home.
0: Yeah, not at all. But, like, you never so. know. Somebody can always be found.
1: Yeah. So if you're in the Richmond area, we like we always do, we'll share pictures of, you know, Kishay, her family. And if you live in the Richmond area, keep your eyes peeled for this young woman um, because I really want her to be able to return home to her family. I mean, we want all of the people to return home to their family, but I just feel like she she's out there and she's yeah. just one whatever away from being able to come home.
0: And like how hard her mom has been trying and like the tragedy that they have been through
1: i know Ugh. like gosh and those were her only two children right so that's so i can't Ugh. imagine like i literally like my prayers are with this woman because i cannot imagine like she said she never really got to mourn her son because of the turmoil she was still going through from her missing daughter
0: right Oh, and that's, that's just so no one should ever have to
1: be in that that predicament that situation no. so um yeah but that's all i have for you guys today that is the disappearance of quiche jacobs um keep her mother in your thoughts and prayers and just if you see something say something yeah a thousand percent but we will uh have a new episode for you guys on thursday and until then keep it human bye guys